Houston, we have a podcast. Welcome to the official podcast of the NASA Johnson Space Center, episode 130, Mission Patches. I'm Gary Jordan, and I'll be your host today. On this podcast, we bring in the experts, scientists, engineers, astronauts, all to let you know what's going on in the world of human spaceflight. You don't have to know a lot about human spaceflight to know that there are a lot of patches. In fact, you see it a lot as a fashion icon nowadays. Many recognize the famous Apollo 11 patch. Most around the world recognize our logo or what we call the meatball around NASA, the blue circle with the red vector. But for those that work at NASA, these mission patches can signify a lot more. It can be a symbol that represents a team, an idea, or a reminder of values embedded in NASA culture. And this has been rooted within the culture since NASA's beginning. Coming on the podcast today to tell us about the significance, the history, and the design of these mission patches is Sean Collins. He's a lead graphic designer here at NASA, and he's been designing these patches for nearly 30 years now. So, here we go. Everything that goes into the iconic NASA mission patches with Sean Collins. Enjoy. T-minus five seconds and counting. Mark. Launch commit light circle the red. Here she goes. Houston, we have a podcast. Sean Collins, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this is a very interesting topic. It strays a little bit from what we talk about. We're very technical when it comes to engineering and science, and uh, we talk a lot about spaceflight. This is very much a part of the culture, but this is a this is a different topic because we're dealing with patches, which sounds, I guess, I'm saying it's different, but really it's so much a part of NASA culture and history. I'm really excited to talk to, to you about it. You've been doing this for quite some time. Yep. How long? My whole career. Oh, wow. All right, <laughs> about so- About 34 years. So tell me about your, your background. How'd you, how'd you get up to the point where you came to NASA and started doing this? I went to Southwest Texas, which is now Texas State, okay. for just a semester and a half, and then I found a school down here in Houston, uh, Texas Academy of Art, an 18-month course. First place I applied was Omniplan, which had just taken over from Kentron, and I got the job. And been here, and every five years we change contracts. So I work only for NASA, but it's a NASA contractor. Every five years, minority-owned contract. Got it. So when you first came here, what, were, what was going on in the world of human space flight? What were some of the first missions that they, they put you on? Uh, Russ Byther was working on uh, STS-8 when I started. All right. Early shuttle. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, I guess, started, you weren't designing patches right off the bat, um, but you eventually got to that point where you were thinking about or where you were assigned to design the patches for some of these early uh, shuttle flights. Oh, yeah. I just started off as an associate and okay. worked my way up into in design, uh, the design department and uh, started doing patches, full airbrush patches, you know, about 30 inches round, and uh, space station paintings even back then. We did enough to stack them up to the station. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's set some background here. So for our listeners, what we're talking about, patches, um, it's, it's uh, w you know, let's start there. What's a patch? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crew patch is just, the, it's, you know, to determine the mission. And it has a, an icon to go to when people, you know, see the patch. They go, oh, that was, you know, 51L, that was STS-7, whatever. And it has the, sometimes has their names on it. Most of the time it has all the crew name on it. But there's been a few that they haven't put names on. 
Yeah. So one of the one of the ones that I think people think of a lot when they first think of NASA, they're probably going to think of that blue logo with the red vector that says NASA right mm-hmm. across it. So what's that one? Uh, NASA Meatball, we call it. It's the NASA insignia. It's a federally protected logo, and it's got all kind of rules on the PMS color. It's a Pantone matching system. It's 286 blue, 185 red, and white. You know, so. Been working with that one for a long time, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the significance of that federally protected logo? Well, it's the key. It's the branding of NASA. So, it, you know, people weren't using it, but we see it a lot of times with people take it and make it into other things. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's not supposed to be. And we have to follow the rules when we're doing the logos for the astronauts. So, so what are the rules? Uh, don't use any parts of the NASA meatball unless it's approved by headquarters. Because you designed some of the patches for the missions that are going to space station to shuttle, so you can't take that vector, you can't mm-hmm. take that orbit, you can't take those letters yeah. and, and play with them in the logos. Yeah. Okay. Unless unless it's got approval for like return to flight missions, they've put it on and they've put it on. Uh, I believe the last one had it too. Yeah, the last uh, 135 had it on it, but it got approved because that was the last shuttle mission. Significant milestones so. like that. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's a that's a that's a very powerful logo when it comes to NASA. Something that we think of as is iconic. I know another one. This and I and I and I say this is on T-shirts, but really that that blue one, the meatball that, mm-hmm. that you're saying, uh, the meatball is on T-shirts, hats, everything you can imagine. Everyone's everyone's mm-hmm. putting that. It's even a fashion statement yeah. now, which is pretty funny. Uh, but the, but there's another one called the worm, and it yep. was a, it was a red, almost a snake-like logo of the outline mm-hmm. that spelled out NASA. Yeah, that was retired in '92 when I was here. I remember them retiring it, bringing back the NASA meatball. Mm-hmm. NASA meatball, I think, was done at around 59, airbrushed, and then I redrew it. Uh, headquarters redrew it, and then I redrew it again in Illustrator. Oh, okay. To, oh, actually, it was Canvas Deniba was a pre pre programmed before Illustrator. Yeah, well, can, yeah. We, yeah, I'm actually very curious to yeah. explore some of the technology and how that's yeah. progressed over over time. I know the the worm was a um, it was a rebrand initiative, really, mm-hmm. when it came to NASA, right? When it first came around, where when you first started, were you working on the uh, the meatball and then transition to the worm, or were you no, already? It was on the worm. It was on I the saw, worm already. Yeah, okay. Eighty three. The um, it was easier to use on print products because you could balance it. And, you know, the NASA meatball has the vector sticking out. It never really can center it right. You got to <laughs> yeah. off center it to get it centered. It's really a eye centering thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh. Of course, you can do one color in the worm, uh, black, white, or uh, gray. Well, actually four, I guess. Gray and then the red. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, it was, I guess, cheaper to produce printing. So, so a rebrand and for a graphic mm-hmm. designer, you it was a lot more yeah. flexibility on your end. Yeah. Because you said there's a lot of rules when it comes to framing and branding, and I know one of the popular things that I see is um, it is a NASA style book. Yes. It tells you exactly how to use the meatball and where to position it. And it is, from what I've seen, very precise. Yeah, very precise. It so, even tells you where, how big the type is, National Aeronautics next to it has to be, and where it lines up with the bottom of the NASA, and where it goes in the corner of the page, and what other logos can go with it, and they have to be smaller. 
So what's some of the surprising, I guess, restrictions or, or rules or, or guidelines that people might not know when they're looking at a NASA product? Uh, when designing a poster, you have an area at the top. It's supposed to be only, you can't have anything, any part of your poster in that. Or, you know, the background has to be black or white behind the meatball. Or if, you, if it's full color, you have to use a black and white. So it kind of restricts you when you, you have your poster, it goes all the way to the top, and then then they check it out and they say, no, that's in the NASA meatball area. So, yeah, you got to have this almost a blank space, yeah, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Usually just faded into dark space. Okay. Or white. So. so that's how you know, really, that it's an official NASA product is when you're mm -hmm. following these guidelines because it, it seems like not everyone seems to follow those guidelines, so maybe they're not the more yeah. – they're just slapping the meatball wherever they want. Or they'll use a 3D meatball from like the – internet you're not supposed to do that for any print products you'll see it and they don't hold the shift button when they size it and it gets you get an egg or you get a squished <laughs> meatball so. yeah a lot of restrictions yeah. it's almost like i mean it is a, it is a branding exercise so when you're working with it you have to follow these restrictions and stay within these guidelines because that is the brand that's yeah. what you that's what you have mm -hmm. to do so um Let's talk about some of the other ones besides the meatball, besides the NASA brands themselves. I'm thinking about iconic iconic patches. So if people are thinking about patches, other than just these logos that we see that are the identifier of NASA, the the one, the first one, at least, that comes to my mind is the Apollo 11 patch. Mm -hmm. This is the one I think, I, I've seen it a bunch of times, and there's a very iconic parts to it there's an eagle that's the f uh, front and center you have the moon right behind that um and then uh one of the key elements there is there are no names on this patch because this one was famously for all mankind yeah and you know it has uh, olive leaves bringing peace to the moon i guess and uh yeah and because you know, everybody at nasa was behind that mission so mm -hmm. they couldn't just put three people it's kind of uh my dad's name is Michael A. Collins, and he worked in Mission Control back right. then during Apollo 11. So. Different Michael Collins. Different Michael. He's, calling, he's the Michael Collins. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of a neat connection with that patch and that mission. Uh, but, of course, that was before my time. I was just a kid watching on TV. Did you learn, were some of those folks that designed some of those patches around when you started? Uh, Norm Tiller was friends with a guy I worked with, Russ Spider, and he did the uh, 13, uh, Apollo 13. 13, that's another one that didn't have any yeah. names on it. Yeah. What were some key elements of that one? Uh, the three the three horses, and uh, Norm Tiller put his initials in one of the elbows of the horse, NT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go find yeah. that now. That's wonderful. That's uh, 13, Apollo 13. That was the, the one that uh, didn't make it to the surface of the moon wrapped around, and it was one of those... Uh, one of those iconic missions to return the astronauts safely to Earth. Uh, so, so definitely an iconic patch that everyone really thinks about when they think about um, when they think about NASA patches. Tell me about the first patch that you worked on and what that was like. Well, another iconic one, of course, is 51L. And anytime I tell people I design crew patches, they're like, oh, did you do 51L? But I did the return to flight. Uh, 51L is the Challenger accident. Challenger accident, yeah. yeah. And that's the interesting thing that... Uh, we had all men in the design department, and that was the first patch designed by a, a female, a woman, Jennifer Hees. Of course, she worked with was? yeah, she worked with the crew, you know, put the app on it. And uh, but we had a matro back then. We used to airbrush the patches, thirty inches, you know, hand drawn, 
everything. Wow. It matches PMS colors in the paints to Pantone matching system. And uh, had this machine called a Matro machine, and we could burn the text in a circle so we didn't no longer had to write, hand cut, draw the letters out in a circle, you know, from perspective into the middle of the patch. And so we could do it all in one sheet and then just rub them down. So I did the rub down letters on that for Jennifer, I remember. So that was probably one of the first patches we started doing that on. Maybe one before that. I'm not, you know, it's a long time ago. And you don't happen to know the the name of the mission or the, um, which, was this for 51L that you were doing the rub down? Oh, okay. In fact, uh, when we moved our building from 227, you know, I found the original artwork of the 51L. Wow. So we still have it over there in Building 8. So it's kind of neat that uh, a lot of the other ones either were given to the crew or given to the history office. And this will probably go to the history office or the Smithsonian or uh, the 51L Museum, you know, where wow. Ochoa has. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Challenger. Yeah. 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 Challenger Center, maybe? Yeah. Onizuka, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this... Uh, this process that you're talking about, um, you know, I, I, I grew up a, more of a digital age, so this mm-hmm. is this is a little bit uh, before me. So what was the process of actually working with this large, 30, you said 30 inch, 30 mm-hmm. inches, and you had to airbrush it and everything? What yeah. was it like getting from that point to start it, to put it onto different products? Well, the process you go through with the crew, you, uh, back in those days, we'd have all five or six crew members giving you input and I kind of changed that process later down the field there could be only one like Highlander <laughs> oh yeah you know Bob says make it green Bill says make it blue for this <laughs> so I said all the changes come through one astronaut that's your coordinator and we still had you know back then we still had mainly the commander would be the lead on it okay. but you still get inputs from all of them and then but once we nailed it down, it had to be nailed down before we went to the airbrush board because the hours put into it. And, you know, some of these patches would take 200 to 300 hours wow. of work, you know. And then they change your crew. That's Throw it out and start over. <clears throat> now they change a the crew. We can, you know, it's on the computer. Yeah. Put the new name in if it fits, you know, unless it's one of those double names. <laughs> and then yeah. we kind of got to move stuff around. But, uh, yeah. One of the first patches done was I did in a program called Xenographics. I believe it was, uh, there it is, STS-28. So that was in the 90s when we started getting computers. And this was a real low level, you know, your phone is way better than this computer. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. And uh, you could only, you'd have 66 points, then you would run out. And you would have to link 66 points to connect, you know, the the wing of an eagle or a stripe, you know. So you didn't have you know unlimited points where you can just do 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 all you wanted on the computer. It'd run out after I think it was sixty six. <laughs> wow. So you'd have to patch in little pieces of it. You have to section make it in by section. Yeah, just okay. the wing would take you four or five sections. Wow. But then we went to uh, we had freehand for a while. It was these all the new graphics programs were just coming out. And Illustrator was out, but Illustrator, you would have to draw it and then wait for it to render. You know, do, 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 do. And then you're like, I don't like that color. So you'd have to change it on the other. 
So we went to a program called Canvas Deneba, and I thought it was going to take off, but then Illustrator became worldwide, and that's what we use on all the patches now. It's like mandatory. Adobe Illustrator. Adobe Illustrator. Okay. So, yeah, that, that technology has progressed. And, and it sounds like the time dedication has definitely shrunk oh, from, yeah. from the time you were doing it with Airbrush to the time of these archaic computers to now. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's, a, it's definitely some, some work. And oh, I, I'm, I don't know if this is a, a good thing or a bad thing, but now you can deal with changes as they come down oh, yeah. a little bit easier. Exhibition uh, 57, yeah, got changed a lot of times, the yeah. names on it. And uh, 58, back and forth, you know, back all the names. So we so, did a lot of conversions on that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess an important point to mention here is these patches, um, they're not just something that you come up with and you're like, this is what's going to identify your crew now. This is something that you're working very closely with the crew members of that mission. Yeah. Um, so... Tell me what that's like when, from, the, from the time they start working with you. Well, sometimes they'll come to me and say, you know, come up with an idea and I'll come up with it. And then, you know, the crew interacts with you. Sometimes it's from an outside designer. It could be an uncle, a friend, or uh, acquaintance of the astronauts. It could be a family member. Um, SCS 76, I had, uh, was it Rich Clifford's nine-year-old son? had drawn it in colored pencil. He came into my office, so I had a nine-year-old art director. That was kind of cool. And now that, <laughs> that kid's grown up and he's an architect. <laughs> All right. So that was an interesting story on that. We've had, I mean, every, every one, it's, it's, it's it's team effort. I mean, they'll show people in their office, they'll show their neighbors, they'll show their family, and they'll come up with new ideas. And we interact it and see what works. Sometimes it doesn't work, we, you know, toss it. Sometimes the crew patch can have 20 iterations, you know, 20 different patches till we nail one down. And then we start to tweak that one once we get a real good design down. Some I've done in four hours. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, the simple ones, but we've done other patches that have gone all the way to print and uh, getting the AB emblem does all the sewing since the beginning. I think they were even doing uh, Apollo patches. Wow. So we work real good with them. They don't really make any money off of it because they make, except for, hey, we do the NASA patches. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's that's why, and they work real well with us. And um, but the decals will go out to you know three bids, to space flight awareness pays for those now, and uh, the decals will be sent out. They could be printed in Illinois or California, Texas, Chicago, wherever. It just whichever bid they pick. Yeah, those folks are through our office. I believe yeah. the space flight awareness folks. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Um, are, are there are there uh, guidelines or frameworks when it comes to when you're starting to work on a patch? It has to be these dimensions. It has to be this shape. Are there are there any restrictions there? Uh, it has to be around four inches. Okay. You know, if they're irregular shaped, you know, it could be maybe four and three quarters tall, but it, then it can't be you know four and three quarters wide. Yeah. But uh, most of them. And the round ovalish shape. Some have some, you know, some of the expeditions got one. They're shaped like a galaxy. You know? <laughs> and that was an outside designer. We we do get outside designers who don't follow the. Uh, we have an eight color PMS rule, Pantone matching system, because that's all you can print in Pantone. Even though that's changing with all the digital printing, so that might be changing pretty soon. We'll be full color photographic patches. Huh. The way the printing has progressed, you know, but you have an eight-armed octopus that that prints like T-shirts. You know, the, the print you ever seen a T-shirt printer? 
It's got the arms. That's kind of the basics for doing decals, too. It's screen printing. I see. But uh, with all digital printing, you know, you can print right on a board now, on a canvas. And so that'll probably change. But they like to still keep it in eight colors so it doesn't get all. But a lot of the outside designers would do it in a paint program, and you've got 380 colors. Oh. And we have to redraw it, get it down to eight colors, and make it look, you know, block colors. They did a gradient on STS-68, and that cost a lot of money to print it back then. And uh, wow. they said no more gradients. <laughs> so <laughs> gradient is where you, you know, if a light color goes into a dark color. Right. And it's hard to stitch that. It's hard to print it. It's it just costs like four times as much. Is that the so, only gradient? I believe it was. And say, well, we got tons of outside designs that have sure. come in with gradients, and we, we say take no. it. <laughs> we we fix them. <laughs> we redraw them. So uh, the other ones, uh, you know, there's some that are kind of. Oh, uh, Return to Fly to 114. That was already done and printed, and then uh, the accident happened. See, we work on these patches sometimes two years in advance, especially in the earlier missions because of the airbrushing and everything. Right. Um, but after uh, 107, I'm sorry, the accident, they decided to put the outline on the top. I worked with that with uh, Steve Robinson. And we had just a kind of a vector-sized ship, just a little arrow tip, you know, nondescript. Mm -hmm. So we took the shuttle outline that was used on 107 to commemorate that and put it on to uh, the 114 patch. And this is another one of those iconic patches. This is mm -hmm. the patch of the Columbia, the mm -hmm. Columbia mission of the Columbia accident. Return to flight is the one after that. They took the outline of that Columbia mission and mm -hmm. put it on the top. I see it now. That yeah. is wonderful. And a lot of the patches, if you look at them, they'll have uh, the seven stars, you know, like the Orion configuration. That's usually for the uh, the seven. And, that we're on. And Columbia. we've done uh, you know seven on one and three on another. And we so a lot of a lot of things. And if you read the back of the patch on the decal, it'll give you you know explanation of the patch. Hmm. So that's that's kind of interesting how things go into it like that. Um, there's a lot of hidden stuff on patches that astronauts have me put in their kids' initials. Uh, uh, their, you know, like we were talking about earlier, the joke uh, names for the different uh, ASCANs, the astronaut training class, like the, the maggots, the hairballs. There's one in right. there with a hairball in the helmet. It's a little cat. There's a pig in there for, I guess they were called the hogs. Oh. There's one with a chicken bone in it <laughs> for, I guess they were called the chicken bones. But uh, SES-72 probably has the most initials of all the kids. It's got basketballs, chicken balls, hair balls. It's a patch <laughs> within a patch within a patch within a patch. Oh, and, wow. Uh, it, it was a fun patch to work on. Uh, you got to work on that one? Oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> and uh, so the pat there's an astronaut in the patch, and he has the actual 72 on his patch. If you zoom in on the computer, there's another patch on that guy. You zoom in. I think we took it into six zoom-ins where it wouldn't, you know, you couldn't tell what it was anymore. <laughs> but there's six patches inside that one patch. <laughs> that is crazy. If you look at uh, STS-40, it's got the uh, Da Vinci guy, marsupial man, I believe. Hmm. And uh, the muscles across the stomach say Sean in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got invited to that launch. Uh, worked on that with Gutierrez. He was. So these are very these are very personal. These are very meaningful to the crews yeah. that are helping design. Because how involved are they? You say you have one rep. You say you have yeah. one crew member. Everything has to be filtered mm-hmm. through them. Otherwise, it gets crazy and you get pulled in different directions. Yeah. But they're they're. It sounds like they're injecting all of these different elements. Is it as they think of them? Is it all in like one batch and they say here you go? How yeah. does that work? Well, they. Uh, we started uh, doing that. I, I kind of changed that when I became lead. There can be only one. <laughs> yeah. But they still, I've had my whole office full, the whole crew in there, everybody in there. But, you know, you still have the coordinator, and it's usually the commander. And uh, you get to be uh, good friends with them, too. You know, all these astronauts, you, you we hang out, go camping, go to Renaissance, and really nice guys and uh, gals. It's uh been been fun over the years met a lot of friends that still you know they're not flying anymore but we still hang out so oh wow i didn't so. realize it was that close of a relationship oh yeah yeah because um, i guess uh, it, this is taking some time you say you say yeah. sometimes some of the early patches were 200 hours worth of work but then yeah. how much of that is the back and forth communication with with the astronauts and working with them is, yeah. is it over months is it over Oh, yeah, with the early patch, yeah, because we did them so far in advance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the, you do a lot, and you'll you'll send it, like, uh, working on the Crew crew 1 SpaceX patch right now. It was an outside designer, but I've changed the border. I've changed the words. I've added stuff from the MOD logo, and, they, mm. and then we took that off. And so it was already done, but it was drawn in a weird program, so I had to redraw it in Illustrator and fix it. and. And it just got uh, sent off for approval today. And just that going back and forth was only like eight hours, hmm. you know, but they had worked with a designer before they came to me. Okay. But uh, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny that you have a job, people like it so much they do it for free. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the astronauts would get bombarded with designs before we'd even get a work order started so really so that's and then that's why we a lot of times we're like oh it's another outside designer <laughs> <laughs> and you have to be the one to go in and start tweaking everything yeah. so it to make can, it where you can print it yeah to make it where yeah. you can print it yeah. so i know there's uh when you know when, when you're talking about designing um different patches and, and what goes into a nasa patch you talked about things that are very personal within the patches something you know the, the initials of of their kids' names, uh, elements that describe what astronaut class they came from. I know there's elements within patches that have special and significant meaning, whether it comes to space, space flight or other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of them are the, are the three stripes that lead up. I believe mm-hmm. that's something that signifies maybe human spaceflight. Is that right? With the, uh, it's the astronaut logo has uh, three stripes with the orbit and the star at the top. Okay. So that's that's been incorporated in a few of them, and the, you know it's been bent and, and twisted. Like uh, here's one there, and here, yeah, yeah. One twenty three was uh, that's Rick Linehan's flight. He's a good friend of mine. I've, I've been in, done three of his patches, three of his four, and I uh, got invited to launches, and uh, we worked on it a while, and it actually did a. Uh, I forgot the name of the robot on that patch, but uh, heading fighting Godzilla because uh, they went to Japan. <laughs> so, <laughs> they did made T-shirts out of that too. So it's fun stuff. Uh, there's some that like incorporate double patches that have meaning from they were on another mission, so they'll have a little basic outline of the patch that's kind uh-huh. of incorporated, sort of like 114. You know, has the outline of the shuttle on it. Uh, 
a lot of stars, a lot of eagles, you know. And uh, some will have, you know, if they had a payload, a special payload and shuttle and or on a special payload on station patches, it'll be highlighted on the patch. You know, this part was brought up, yeah. you know, or the station. So something significant to the particular mm-hmm. mission that they were, and these missions are. It seems like you know, it's it's a it's a mission. This is a, a shuttle mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, something you know, a shuttle going up and down doing some task, whether it's a space station assembly or maybe Hubble. Um, have you worked with some of the expeditions as well? Oh yeah, yeah, lots, space I've station. Done a lot of those patches too, and it's the same thing. You'll have like you'll have a station, or you you have a highlighted part of the station that's being you know a gem model module or whatever module was brought up they will highlight that part hmm. and then some are just uh, i like the simpler yeah i, I say simple uh, less is more huh. and so the simple ones like uh 46 kind of looks like a nascar patch just 46 and the names and the little uh flags over the earth i had an original 46 on there it was like a stylized in perspective 46 got patches made and then somebody said uh they didn't they didn't like it because it, it looked like another symbol. So oh. I just did a regular 46. It was like, you know, four and the six combined. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it looked like a NASCAR. But it's kind of cool because Mark Kelly had it. And, you know, he's been up so many times. He looks like a NASCAR driver with all the patches. <laughs> so. That's right. Um that was uh that was scott kelly's one year mission right that was uh no there was a special patch done for that oh okay uh, okay well yeah he was what what was he what was he he went from 46 oh, through 45 missions probably yeah i forgot the numbers yeah. are man i should know. i should be able up. to pull this out but yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure they all blend together after doing it for so yeah. long right yeah and like, like a lot of the uh the patches now for station they're on three different patches you know 57, 58, 59. Yeah. Uh, you'll see the same names. And, you know, they went up with 57. They're coming down with 59. But then when they're on 59, 60's part of their crew, too. Yeah. So that's why I can't wait till we start launching uh, from here. One crew, one mission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that'll be a lot easier on the patches, I think. That's actually a good question because with, with commercial crew coming up, mm-hmm. they're, they're – um, for example, SpaceX is going to be launching on a SpaceX uh, Dragon, Crew Dragon, bringing, yeah. uh, for the, especially for some of the first flights, uh, NASA astronauts up, maybe some international ones. Will, will you take part in, in designing some of those patches? Yeah, I'm working on one right now, too, actually. Really? And uh, about a year ago, I tried to corner this because I saw it coming. You know, who's doing these patches? Is yeah. Boeing doing patches? Is uh, SpaceX doing the patches? Or are we doing the patches? Good, it's a good question. And uh, it was, it's still up in the air, but uh, I'm still like like the crew one for SpaceX. It's a dragon head in a circle. That's the one I'm working on that was done by an outside designer, but it was through SpaceX, sort of. But now we're fixing it to go to print. But it's, it's kind of, you know, when... If they would follow the same rules we did, you know, the type has to be at least a quarter inch, uh, three-eighths inch, so you can sew it. Anything smaller turns in a little knot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we got to fix that a lot. Uh, But it's still my favorite part of my job. I mean, do other things like posters and signs and drawings and everything to do with graphics. But this is my favorite part of the job, doing the 
logos. Yeah, yeah. the patches. That's really exciting. So yeah. I guess you know NASA astronauts are going, are launching from Florida. So so naturally, you know, you being able to work so closely with the crew that are going to be launching and, and designing elements of that, whether it's a SpaceX or Boeing or whatever, just making something personal for them is is pretty meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so tell me about some of the more recent um, patches that you've worked on um, using Illustrator and and what that's like. Um, you know, working more uh, digital patches and and some of the more recent crews you talked about expeditions when they're going on long duration stays on the station. They're sometimes going across multiple missions, so having their input in multiple different uh, patches and things like that. Yeah, uh, like Expedition Fifty Seven, uh, did a ship on it over the horizon. I did the ship coming at me, then did the ship going away, ship sideways, and we ended up with the ship going away. But the names were changed. Uh, that crew changed a lot, and uh, then we moved. They had a wave behind the ship, and so some of the names are too long. So I had to move that wave. I moved that wave back and forth a few t- few times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, to make it, you know, curve back in to fix it. So in Illustrator, it's it's still kind of complicated to get concentric wave lines uh, like a zoom going into it. And, you know, if you move it over the right, then it doesn't look anymore. So you have to move the other part of the curve. Then you get it just right, and then they add a different name, and then you got to do it again. So, wow. <laughs> but it was real fun working with uh, Alexander Gerst on it. A good guy, and I uh, got to be good friends with him too. So, <laughs> yeah. man, that's a, I'm I'm so jealous of yeah. how closely you get to work with them and 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 do something so personal for the crew. It's something that they they wear constantly up there, and and they're yeah. proud to show because it's their mission, and they wear it on them whenever yeah. they're going around to different events. They're they're in their flight suit with the mission that resembles which one they were on. Yeah, and then after their flight, I design their montages. Oh, and I basically do ninety five percent of those, basically all of them now. And <laughs> but what when, are the... when you when they come down, it's like about the eight best photos they have for the I mission. See. It's 16 by 20, and there's room for a, a flag or a patch. Now that they're, sh- they're going up on Soyuz, they don't have enough room for flags. Like in shuttle, they can bring you know, a thousand flags, a thousand patches, or more. And uh, shuttle, they you know, pound and a half in their leg pocket. So Just getting the- one of those back, and these go to kings, queens, popes. Uh, they're going to the hill this Monday, bringing them to senators and congressmen. And uh, that's for the 59 crew. I'm finishing that today. But a flown patch or a flown flag will go on that. And usually the patch is embedded, you know, photographically into the Photoshop montage. Uh-huh. So if they don't have a flown one, then they still have it, their emblem. And, of course, they'll have it, you know, on their uniforms and the photos, too. And so those, those are coveted items. When you get presented one of those, you know, with a flown item on it, People love those, and I love them too. I get a, a lot of them. So after working on a patch or something with the astronauts, you'll get awarded one afterwards. So it's a little piece of history. It yeah. flew in space, you know. <laughs> so that's always fun. That is cool. I know you're right. They do give them around uh, as as little emblems. I know even, uh, yeah, that, these little things. And you're, you're talking about a montage, so I guess – Correct me if I'm wrong. You, you put the patch on top of a picture, this flown patch, mm-hmm. and the picture is of these best images, and you're able mm-hmm. to frame that and keep this memento. Yes. Yeah. And it has a little flown statement. You know, this flew on STS-123, you know, in the date, and might have a little inscription about uh, what take, what happened in that mission. Yeah. So. 
So tell me about some of the um, some of the ways that these patches are used. You've talked about the patches are, are printed and flown. You've, uh, we've we've talked about um, them having to be so you know even the print the the words having to be so large so that you can actually sew them and mm -hmm. they actually appear. Uh, decals. What are the products? Whenever you create a design and you approve it, actually, that's that's another good question: is how do you approve it? Yeah. Um, but where does it go? And and wh what other sorts of things are they incorporated in? And what are the restrictions on how they can and cannot be used? Yeah, the uh, another uh, good product that comes out is the lapel pins. Those are uh, they make those and they those get done by Winko, I believe, and uh, so. They go out and they have thousands of these made, and those are kind of collector's items. They, you know, print on coffee mugs, hats, T-shirts, uh, even the uh, badge holders. You know, oh. the straps they put on. They put them on uh, little flags. Uh, what else have I seen them? I guess that's about all. Yeah. But you know, the mainly the patch is that is astronaut office the sewn embroidery patch, and. Uh, then of course we have a digital file that the astronauts will use on their presentations for uh, you know PowerPoint. They'll put it in there when they're giving a speech, when they go to a school or something. It'll be up on the screen. Um, seen a lot of hats too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got uh, I got a beanie for one mission when I was going out to support for yeah. for public affairs. So I, I covet that one for sure. Yeah. Um, koozies too. That's koozies, I, yeah, that's koozies a good one. From uh, was that fifty? Expedition 51. Got some koozies made for, for uh, Peggy Whitson's. Oh, very cool. Another good friend. And All right. I'm, starting, I'm, I'm more and more jealous every time you, you, yeah. you name drop there. But yeah. uh, uh, what about uh, the approval process? I, I did allude to that. So, so when, whenever you're designing something, you're getting all this input from an astronaut, mm -hmm. when you could say it's ready to go out the door. Well, the, ask, the uh, coordinator will, of course, approve it, and then it goes to the astronaut office, and it goes through their management, okay. and I believe it goes through headquarters to, like, the, uh, the po astronaut posters we do. Those go through, like, 12 approvals. But uh, once, once it gets approved, then we add the thread colors and the PMS color blocks and a little die-cut bleed mark on the Illustrator file, and it'll go off to a bidding. Uh, for the for the decals, now the AB Emblem has the contract, and they had it forever for uh, the sewn patches. I see. So they'll go up and make those. So now, with some of the more recent missions, using Adobe Illustrator, going the more digital route, what's about the time that you would start working on a patch to the time where it's ready? What's the what's the work that, process? It, it just depends on the crew, how many iterations they want to make. Uh, I mean, it could be done in four hours and it could be 40 hours. We do have a limit of 45 hours from the astronaut oh. office because of funding. So okay. when we get close to that, we, uh, we let them know and then they're like, all right, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and sometimes they're allowed to go over, you know, when they have crew changes or something some of the missions uh was the one i worked on expedition 52 became expedition 54 but they wanted their patch so it was a stylized 52 up in space mm -hmm. so then i turned it into a stylized 54 up in space so okay so they got you know because they worked on their patch they were happy with it they wanted but their whole crew got changed out with the other uh mission yeah so they were going to be Expedition 52, now they're 54, but they want to take their patch with them. So we, I just 
made it into a 54. <laughs> Same shape, and so they didn't have to change much except the, the 54 in it. And a couple of the names, too, the uh, crew members. Very cool. Change that. Do you know the number of patches and missions that you've worked on in your career? Do you have a number? That's hard. Because, you, you know, I got worked on that one, that one, that one, that one. Yeah. Designed that one. But did you really design it because you worked with the whole crew with it, you know? Sure. There's a couple that I did all the way from scratch. You know, I'd say they're in, you know, the 10 in that. But there's probably 200 that I've done, I've worked on. Wow. <laughs> so, from shuttle. And plus, I did I did do all the mirror patches. Really? Mirror missions, there was, uh, you know how many? 12, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> but I just designed the original one. We changed all the All the ones with NASA astronauts. Yeah, changed the names out. So they had one patch for every mission. Okay. So that that was for their mirror missions. I see. So, you know, do those. Plus, we've done side logos. You know, we used to do the ASCAN. We do do the ASCAN crew photo, uh, crew official patch. Now, their joke patch for, they always get nicknamed one from the crew before. I so, see. So, you know, that's where the hairballs or the maggots or you know, whatever. Oh, but so, you, you make it as a fun thing for the crew officers. Yeah, we, to, we yeah. used to, but they don't fund that anymore. So, they have to go outside and get an uncle or aunt or cousin to do those. That's funny. Okay, I didn't even realize that classes had yeah. had patches to identify the class. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Well, they have an official one yeah. at NASA. There, there, there is one. I put the, do their crew photos, too. Well, I don't crew take the photos. It's taken by the NASA photographers. Then I cut them out in Photoshop, put another background, but always put their patch in. Okay. In the photo, for either ASCAN crew or shuttle crew or uh, station crew or, uh, you know, now commercial crews. All right, so it's like the number cl number class, like class, yeah, I don't know, thirteen or thirteen, yeah. or whatever it is. Okay, yeah. wow. Um, so they all get, they're you know the crew the crew patch gets used in other products, not just uh, patches and decals. So it's it's placed into their poster. We do mm -hmm. a a poster for every mission, and it's fun through SFA, and they don't have the crew patch in it somewhere either as a you know, part of the design or on them or in front of them mm -hmm. or sometimes standing on the floor and they're standing on it in Photoshop. So it's used, you know, artistically too, not just here's your one little sticker or decal. Yeah. You know, it's put in different things. In different things. What are some of the projects that, you know, reflecting on now are more meaningful or are a highlight of your career? Those uh, SFA posters for each crew. <laughs> the posters are highlighted. With the yeah, when we got to do uh, the parody posters, those were big. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you had a uh, Star Wars one, uh, Matrix. Uh, what's some other ones? Uh, Guide to the Galaxy, Ocean's Twelve, did, and those were a lot of fun. And they had the crew and had the crew patch in it too. So, but you know they were fun, but. Now they're getting more serious, and we don't do those anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, they, they were they were real popular. <laughs> that, that was that was one of the funnest things I've done, working with the crews and doing that, and posing them and going over. So. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. I know I, some some of them are I, I I could see them in my head because I've seen them around so many times. Mm -hmm. I find them really cool. I know there's a there's one that was based kind of off the 
the, uh, the graphics of Firefly. Mm-hmm. There was one. I, I know the Matrix one. There was one that was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that, that, one. that one looked pretty. That you did that one too? Yeah. That one looked fun because yeah. they were in costumes. Um, yeah. That, yeah, those were my costumes. Were they? <laughs> <laughs> this is the pirate costume. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Um, how about how about um, patches that are are more meaningful? Some, something that you think has has a little bit more deeper meaning in your career? Well, of course, you know, 51L and uh, 107. Yeah. There, I didn't work on except for doing the lettering on 51L, but uh, and of course, uh, the Return to Flight's my first one, I guess, SCS 26 and uh, Return to Flight 114, but. A lot of them, you know, ones were like all of Rick's patches are meaningful because I got invited to the launches by Rick and went and saw, you know, when you know somebody that's going up on the show that's a good friend, you know, you're, it's a different feeling. You're like, oh, hope, hope everything's all right, you know? Yeah. So. This is Rick. Um, uh, Linehan. Linehan, yeah, okay. Great guy. So those are uh, all Rick's patches. Leroy Chow, good friend too. Uh, those are meaningful patches to me. And, uh some of the ones that, uh, some of the ones uh, that are significant in spaceflight history, but also ones with, with really close, almost friends. Yeah. 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 Oh, they are friends. Then. Yeah. And you know, some of them are kind of funny. The one that looks like the bikini. There. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the flat tire one. That? <laughs> flat tire. That's what I call it. I did that one at '79. What was that one? I can't see it. So little. 41, I guess. 41. Call that the bikini patch because it's you know shaped like a. It's got like an upside down triangle. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's uh. So so thinking about you know this patches we, we've gone through a lot of uh, patch ideas and and fun designs and it's just it sounds like an absolutely fascinating career. You just sound sound like you've had so much fun with it throughout the years. Um, but do you think this is something that will stick with human spaceflight for? at least the foreseeable future, if not forever, um, designing patches and, and, and for specific crews and working so closely with them. Yeah, I, I think it does because it's such a history in it. And everybody, that's how you identify the mission. You know, you're like, what, what uh, mission were you on? Oh, you know, and they see the patch. But I, I'm thinking that they might go to where the, there's no names again because, hmm. you know, when you're over three different missions or expeditions when you're up there for you know a year or two you know you're, you're going to have different people coming i think it might be but then you know the the new astronauts miss out won't, they won't have their name on you know yeah. on the part of history and that's how you can go back it's it's history for sure and uh so take a lot of you know make them <laughs> oh here's here's one too uh 133 they were working on a patch design. Uh, who was that guy I used to work with, uh, Terry? Uh, he doesn't work there anymore, but uh, he was working on it with the crew. And then he gets a, uh, the astronauts got a package from McCall. You know, McCall did the mural, Bob McCall did the mural in there. That's right. Yeah, we just celebrated his 100th birthday, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. He, uh, but he had passed, and this package got, right. bought, got mailed to them after he died but it was already in the mail and they got it and go oh we're doing this so terry redrew the watercolor little sketch just point to point you know meticulously so that it matched that watercolor sketch completely so uh 
that that was kind of interesting that he had already passed, but his design made it to the astronauts. Wow! So that was kind of neat. My, my last shuttle patch was 132, and uh, so that's a pretty significant one for me. Doing that one, I got basically designed it all the way, and you know, little tweaks from the astronauts. So yeah, it was, uh, was a fun one too. Wow. What a history. Yeah, yeah, and Robert McCall, he, uh, he's he got that mural right right in the yeah. building next to us, that very famous mural of... Uh, he hand-painted that, hand too. Painted. It was awesome. Very, very cool. Do you think uh, art has a very significant place in spaceflight and in history to, to commemorate some of these moments and engage people? Oh, yeah. that That's the thing, engaging people, too. Art does that. It can be, you know, even through your podcast, engage people. Mm-hmm. You're the, the media, the... The videos, of course, all the awesome photography that comes out of space. You know, I just got one today for, uh, for Expedition 60, and it was a Soyuz coming at the station, and it's got like you know the, the squiggle from the launch. You can see that, yeah. and then you see like the burst around it. I'm like, oh, I'm using that on the montage for 60 <laughs> when I get that work order. And it would been the it had been good for on a crew patch too so i like the 60 patch because 60 mm. came around at the 50th anniversary of apollo 11 so yeah. that was that was one of the few expedition ones that had no names on it yeah yeah, yeah. i know that i was didn't a, do that one. Oh, you didn't yeah, do that yeah. one uh i believe that was outside designer too really to think okay. on who worked on it on my office see we work on these so far in advance like the mission's going on now but we worked on it a year and a half ago you know wow. <laughs> so that's i'm uh I work on stuff that happens in the future. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, it's very exciting to hear about the commercial crew stuff coming up. I can't wait to see some of those. Yeah. And it's been exciting to talk to you about your career and some of these highlights of, of these patches. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to this podcast and, and listen to all the different numbers of the missions okay. that you talked about and all of these different Easter eggs in yeah. the mission patches. What, what a wonderful thing because uh, you're right. There's a lot of history, but it sounds like it's very very personal to the crew and it can tell tell its own unique story sean collins thank you so much for coming on houston we have a podcast thank you for having me Hey, thanks for sticking around. Really good conversation we had with Sean Collins about Mission Patches today. If you liked our conversation, there are plenty of more episodes of Houston. We have a podcast at nasa.gov slash podcasts. Also, many other podcasts from other NASA centers around the U.S. where you can find some of the talks that they go into, such as planetary science or what's going on in the world of launches. Or uh, We have a couple of them, so go check them out. The Houston We Have a Podcast, we are on the NASA Johnson Space Center pages of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Use the hashtag AskNASA on your favorite platform to submit an idea. Just make sure to mention it's for Houston We Have a Podcast. This episode was recorded on January 7th, 2020. Thanks to Alex Perryman, Pat Ryan, Norm Moran, Belinda Polito, and Jennifer Hernandez. Thanks again to Sean Collins for taking the time to come on the show. Give us a rating and feedback on whatever platform you're listening to to tell us how we did. We'll be back next week.